Hello, everybody. You're listening to Animal Wisdom Stories with Miriam Thiel Alberts. And at this point, I would like to thank Paul Luftenegger for the beautiful music. If you don't know his music, check it out on Prime or Amazon. Today, we have um, a wonderful guest with us here. Um, I will be talking to Christina Burki. She's from Holland and living in Australia at the moment. She works as, a, as an animal communicator and a psychotherapist. She has also developed uh, a method to meditate with animals or have the animals meditate. That's kind of better to, to describe it. And uh, I would like to welcome Christina. Hello. Hello, Miriam. Thank you so much. Pleasure to talk to you again. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm really looking forward to talking to you uh, about this method, the meditation, meditating for animals and with animals, I think. Um, and we will be talking about that a little bit later because now I have a little, um, I have an animal wisdom message for mm. Christina and for everybody yes. who's listening because um, I communicated with Buddy. Buddy is Christina's dog. And uh, I think he said he's 10 years old. Yes. 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 He will. He will be ten years next Saturday. So yeah. And he's a golden retriever, or yes, correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I just saw the photo, and uh, he looked very cute, and you know, just yes. sort of a bundle of fur. So I asked Buddy what he wanted to to share with us today. Mm. And what Buddy said: When you let go and jump into the waves of life you will swim with the current. Swimming against the current or your life will result in frustration and exhaustion. Let go of desire to control and experience the many faces of life. Feel, listen and know how your life is full of wonder and magic when you let go of fear and embrace love. <laughs> that was <a> Whoa. <laughs> Wow, that's that's really wonderful. And it resonates with me because I realized I was looking forward to talk with you. And at the same time, I felt like, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right things in this communication with you? And then I suddenly realized, hey, let go. So actually what Buddy told you resonates a lot with me. And that he spoke actually about waves makes so much sense because we just live by the ocean. So, uh, and he loves to go in the waves so that he actually brings up this picture of the waves makes really a lot of sense. Yeah. I actually, I actually saw the beach and uh, yes. when he was telling me this, what I was very surprised. I mean, I have communicated with very different animals. Um, yeah. And what I always find, and maybe you find this too, is that they speak in a different way. I found mm. Buddy now, he was very poetic, you know, yeah. he, he used these words and pictures. And so, um, but I, I really True. like, I like, you know, what he, what he shared with us. And um, do, do you find this as well when you communicate with different animals? 
Yes, oh, for sure. Yes, yes. I had just a little while ago a 17-year-old street dog in Bali, so in Indonesia. And that is the old age for a street dog, a dog that actually yeah. lives on the street. So I spoke with him because he was really sick and he passed on so much life wisdom for his fellow brothers and sisters and for us human beings that I saw like oh my god and really in a profound way so that you really feel like hey we can actually learn so much also what you now just said from body i think it's not only for me i think it's for so many people this makes sense to let go actually and to trust i also i also felt this was for me you know yeah. because i believe that when you hear this message or when you read a message and it resonates with you that there's something in there that is for you that is especially True. for you that you can take True. with True. So, um, but I found that you know I started animal communication and just asking the animals what the humans would like w wanted to know like yeah is my horse happy does my mm. horse like doing this or does my horse like yes. these kind of treats And of course, the animals would answer this, but I found that there's a lot more wisdom that if we ask, if we listen to the, the animals, mm. if we ask them, what would you like to share with us? There oh. comes so much more. Um, so true. So, so true. Do you remember what the street dog um, said to you? Like maybe one or two little things? Um, he... Uh, um, what comes first in my mind when you ask me is that what he said to his, you can say brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. the other street dogs, like um, respect the human beings, don't be afraid, um, don't give up, um, listen actually to my words. So he was really actually Uh, telling them hey don't be afraid even when people are not nice go on and be respectful so that felt really like wow this is a wisdom and oh. also just what you said right now um, he actually also had like the human beings when we connect more with each other we would have such a much better life i don't remember his words exactly what maybe i can share that because maybe people who listen might go to bali and before i spoke his name is suro mm -hmm. uh, i got from the universe the message he should get a statue because he is so amazing and i i told this to suro and he said he would be so honored and thanks to that he actually hold on to his life for far, five days more and i have like 10 communications with him where he shared his whole wisdom and that will be given now to an owner of a shelter in bali and it will be made in a book oh so, my god this is yeah. you know what i have goosebumps you know this is <laughs> so beautiful i love yeah. it and yes so tell me a little bit about your work in bali because i know that you've been there you did you did you do the um communication animal communication training there 
No, no, I was this time I was for myself in a retreat, but I will give in a year, I will give a retreat in Bali for animal communication. So people who are coming in my training, they will at one hand learn to connect with animals, to understand animals, but also to connect with themselves. Because I'm not sure how it is for you, Miriam. I learned that when people are not connected with themselves, there is like a blockage between them and the animals. As soon as they are connected with themselves, they are opening up and they understand the animals. You know? This is exactly my my experience. Um, I always kind of look at this as... um, we have, you know, living in our, our life or our world today, we are so bombarded with information and mm. um, sensations. And so we, you know, kind of build this little wall or we make these blockages, sure. you know, in our, you know, ears and eyes and in our senses. So we're not getting overloaded. So this was actually sure. for me learning animal communication to do it consciously because I think that we all do it subconsciously mm. um, yes. when we're younger. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that was the first thing for me to, to learn was to kind of open my senses. Yes, exactly. And, and uh, maybe you also agree there with me. I feel, and maybe also the audience who is listening now can also feel back, sink back. I think when you look at children you, and, and, and animals, they have this connection. They have this understanding. And it feels for me that when they go to school, they are more in society, they lose it. And then they, and, and I feel also society is not validating this really as something that is important to understand the animals or to respect animals. So the people lose it. So I feel, I'm not sure if you agree, every one of us has this in this gift in her or himself. It's only we have to get it on the surface again. That's exactly how I feel about it. Um, yeah. I have given workshops with people that have never tried to communicate with animals consciously. Mm, yeah. And it was like an experiment in a way. Um, I did yeah. the training in Los Angeles at the Sapphire um, <laughs> Horse Sanctuary. And it's a yes. beautiful, you know, organization. And they, they not only save animals, but they also save the, the humans. They bring mm. these, you know, two together. Yes. And so what I did was I, um, I thought, let's see what happens. Can I kind of bring, you know, the people coming to this training to a situation where they can connect with the animals and can, mm. you know, listen or get messages. And yes. I didn't have any expectations because I thought, let's see what happens, you know. And yes. Um, yes. I was guiding them and it was amazing. It was so amazing mm. how much they could pick up and how much, um, truth they were picking up because yes. Esther, the um, the founder and the uh, CEO of the the sanctuary, was there and she was verifying yeah. what they were saying. So, yes, you. I think you're completely right. Everybody mm. can do mm. it, and it is yeah. all of us. So yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> when when you train, um, yes, when you teach animal communication. How do you start, or how do you 
do it because I mean, it's in all of us, you know, we have it already. Yes. So how do you yes. get to the surface? Uh, so do you mean in my, in my workshops, in my trainings? Um, so when I have students, actually I can say the first two sessions, I, I, uh, give like different level training. So level one is the basic training and the first two sessions, I actually, uh, focus on connection with the people, with themselves so that they come in touch with themselves, uh, that they learn to listen what they need, give up negative belief system, um uh and what i love also in my trainings uh not only by animals but every session has a meditation so the first two sessions are actually about made a connection with myself or i am and then i start in the third session that they uh, can talk with the animals i give them uh the protocol how what are the steps? Um, what do you need to do to feel grounded? So I give grounding exercises um, that they learn to make their own protocol and also gratitude exercises where they actually ex- express their gratitude for the animal. Mm-hmm. And there also I have a sh- like a shamanic trip where they actually get the first spiritual guide because also me as and and like you nodding i see you have it too um i have spiritual guides around me when i do the animal communication so they need also the spiritual guides and the first day i go out with them in the nature and we connect with the healing herd so with horses and the last day they come in connection with the healing energy because I bring in also healing energy. So what kind of healing energy do you have and can you apply? Mm -hmm. So that's actually the level one. And in level two, uh, they learn to give meditations. They learn to uh, give palliative guidance because it's also so important that not the vet or the owners decide when the animal have to pass over when when he or she she is sick you can ask the animal her or himself Mm -hmm. and then the level three is actually at the end where uh where it all comes together and the first session is also with a fire ritual and so it's really an enrichment and at the end they can actually give animal communication themselves and it's like you said before uh, in the third session, they start to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that is really, when they connect with themselves, they are ready to go. Do you find that your, your background or your, your training as a psychotherapist helps you in, in guiding the, your students into the <laughs> that's communication? A, is that? That's a, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, you know, when I started to be animal communicator, um, I realized that I had problems to talk about it because I thought like, oh my God, as psychotherapist, I can't tell people that I'm also animal communicator because they will think I'm weird. Um, but now after a couple of years, I realized that is so good because, you know, like I explained to you before, um, first I can bring in the students, connect them with my with themselves so there I guide them actually in the first two sessions as psychotherapist Mm -hmm. and at the same time 
by the animals, I can give trauma therapy to animals because I learned that animals when they have a big trauma they keep it also in the body they don't let go of it the small traumas they let go of but the bigger ones they stay there um, and also the grief guidance I can just when an animal passes over that is so terrible for the owners so I can offer the owners grief guidance so when they are in the process of saying goodbye and at the same time uh, I can imagine you relate to this, that animals are often mirrors of the owners. <laughs> and so I had already um, owners and animals where the animal took over the burden of the owner. And I, I made it aware and I asked the owner, are you ready to work with me on this problem? Okay. And the owner said, yes. And that is where I can then work as psychotherapist with right. the owner. So basically, you're looking at, it's like a unit, you know, the yes. animal and the, the human. True. This is, this is what I feel as well, because we are so energetically, so um, close to our animals that, so of true. course, it, it kind of, it goes together. And if there's a yes. problem, um, they sense it a lot of times. Mm. What, what, mm. How do you think that, or why do you think the animals take on the burden or do you, do you think it's like the trauma sometimes is or yes what is it that the they burden. take on yeah the burden the burden a, a, a very short that it's not so long example that that really shows what what can happen a, a woman called me she said her brown Labrador lost his fur on the right side of the body and the doctors the vets didn't know what was going on mm -hmm. so I asked her okay I will work with the the dog and asked her maybe tell me what's happened by you at this time so mm -hmm. I can go quicker into the whole story so she said, oh, I'm not sure what. And then suddenly she told me, yes, my right kidney had to be taken oh, out. I oh. got a new cat kidney and this kidney starts to fail again. Oh so I had, this, I had this background knowledge and I started to work with this dog. And this dog said when I asked him, how are you? That actually he feels sad because his owner uh, feels not right and... So he started to tell me that he takes over the burden because he feels that the owner is not feeling well. And suddenly when I was listening to him, it felt like, oh my God, that this where the fur was gone, this is the right kidney. So I told him there, you don't need to take this on board and your owner is an adult. It's enough when you share the love. And then, and to make it in a nutshell, the fur came back two days after the communication wow. because he realized he can let go. And I worked afterwards with his owner. So, yeah. So there you see, he wanted yeah. to take it from her. So do you think that when animals do that, they do that in, you know, to help us or to, mm -hmm. to kind of take on our pain? that they can sense? I think so. I'm not sure what your opinion is, but I feel that they actually, I think what, what, when you ask me this question, when I feel, when I tap into it, it feels for me, 
the animals have unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So they actually want that we, their owners, feel well. Mm -hmm. So when they feel that we are not well, they will do everything or a lot, what they can, to make us feel better. Mm -hmm. So that is where I feel that they are willing to take on board mm -hmm. when they can help us with that. That is what, what comes up in me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't... I have heard of these cases where animals actually, they also became sick themselves yes. because yes. they have taken on the energy of, especially in, in therapy sessions, um, I have heard that, you know, animals sometimes they get so close to that process, you know, and those energies that they take it mm. into their own bodies yes. and sometimes yes. develop symptoms. I mean, real symptoms and really get sick. So, um, true. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe that. And by just, you know, when you look at that, we are all energy, you know, mm. and what we're doing with the animal communication, I always think it's an exchange of energy as well. Oh yeah. And we're connected Absolutely. to, to animals. And so, yeah, there is an exchange going on. Yes, absolutely. So what, what do you think, um, any person could do if they, if they have the feeling that their dog is like kind of trying to take the pain, you know, if, if somebody has a pain or, you know, what would you do if you realize that your dog is not mm. <laughs> maybe dealing with too much of your, your things, you yes. know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When the, when the person, her or himself feels that there is a good connection with the animal, Uh, I would sit down with my dog or cat or animal and really connect first on a deep, deep level. That means like breathing together, maybe lay the hand on the body of the animal, maybe laying down with each other and then like send the message or, the, or even tell. I'm not sure how it is for you. I often say to to the clients like hey talk with your animal like we too now yeah. speak yeah. the animals understand us so that that the person who thinks like my animal could have taken it on board this person could say like hey thank you so much i would thank mm -hmm. the animal that, mm -hmm. that it is willing but at the same time hey i don't need this mm -hmm. i you are enough your love is enough for mm -hmm. me And um, let it go, what you take on board of me, and I will deal with it myself. That is what I would do. Yeah. So that the animal knows I'm allowed to let it go. And at the same time, I give my love. Yeah. And when the person would feel like it's not enough, then, yeah, consider to, to, to work together with an animal communicator. Mm. Because uh, I'm not sure how it is for you, but... Uh, buddy where you just spoke with he was paralyzed at the end uh, at his hind end for three years back and I asked a colleague to talk with him at that moment because sometimes you are too close so even we as animal communicator can take someone else to talk with our animals so it's not like you failed when you consider to ask someone to talk with your animal I, I completely agree. Um, and I remember that you have communi communicated with my, my horse, Golden Arrow, because yes. it was a time when, um, you know, I have a very good connection with him, but I just mm. couldn't 
couldn't really listen to him. I was too close to the situation because yes. I was involved in the situation. I was really trying to um, do the right thing in a way. Yes, yes. <laughs> and do the right yes. thing for not only him, but me and my husband. And it, they, they had been a lot of change. And mm. um, so I remember when you communicated with him that I felt relief because I didn't have to be more than one person in the whole scenario. Yes. I didn't yes. have to go like, okay, what does my, my, my animal would like? What do I want? Mm. What is my husband? We, we were in this like kind of three way conversation, but I didn't have to be the facilitator. You know, yes. I kind of outsourced that in a way. Yes, <laughs> so. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think it's also important because sometimes we are too close yeah and yeah and it's also beautiful i remember that golden arrow there really i i had also a quick read through my notes that he said like you are soulmates and it's also beautiful to hear this you know yeah. like hey my my animal says this about us and that's also wonderful i yeah. actually um i believe that um we have known each other from past lifetimes mm. they um, with the the golden arrow and yes um, i mean I, I think i told you this since moving back to germany it's a little bit like i had to let go a little bit with golden arrow because he has his hurt yes. now he has yes. his family he has his friends so it's yeah. a little bit like i gave him this and yeah. he can be a horse yes and yes. So i can take yes. it home. wow <laughs> go, and, go and be with your it's okay for you to to you know be with your friends and i'm with my humans you know it's exactly also i think it's also um important sometimes that you just you remember their animals they might have mm. different needs than you do and um it doesn't mean that you love them less no but no. it's sometimes it's good for them to not be ridden all the time you oh, know? <laughs> i so agree i so agree i say amen that's great yeah and and i just thought of that is like also the words of body letting go yeah. you know what you said in the beginning and and for me actually love real love is also let the other be yeah. and you actually did it with arrow and and that is real love you know, so it's beautiful. I, um, you know, in the summer, they, they, they're outside for six months all the time. Yes. And they have huge, huge fields. And uh, so I took him back to the field. And I was still hanging around because I, I uh, was asked to check on another horse in the herd. And so I went back to him. I had checked on the horse. And I was still yes. standing with him and just kind of, you know, grooming him. And, and then all of a sudden he looked at me and then he, he turned his head and he was kind of looking at the gate and then he was nodding towards the gate. <laughs> you know? He was like, okay, time yes. for you to go. And I realized at that moment in that moment is that um, sometimes I think that I have to be, you know, with the horse or have to do something, but the horse might be like, okay, I'm with my friends now. You know, he has a different True. agenda and that's okay too. So, Absolutely. Um, animal communication is not only about what I want 
but it's all sometimes about what the animal wants for themselves. Oh, yes. you know? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And that is maybe also the beauty of animal communication that we can let hear the owners what the animal wants, what they need, what they feel. And that is, yeah. Do you find that it is sometimes difficult for the owner to, to uh, receive that me message or feedback when the animals say, this is what I want? And it might be different from, from what the owner would like. Um, it's interesting. What, what, um, I think now of a dog who in Canada who actually told his owner that he will stay alive till she write, starts to write a book. And wow. she actually, in the beginning, wasn't keen on, on this but at the end she did. So it is like, I, I would say it depends on the openness of the owner. And I'm not sure if you agree. Uh, I think when a person is asking us for animal communication, they are actually already open because the others wouldn't yeah. ask, you know? Yeah. So they, most of the time they are really open for what the animal is telling them. Or maybe in the beginning they are like, okay, And then in the second, third step, they realize, hey, but that makes sense. You know, yeah. it's yeah. also a process for them. Yeah. How did you, um, how did you start doing animal communication and uh, becoming an animal communicator? Was that something that happened in one moment that you knew that this is something that you wanted to do? Or was, was it a process or how did it start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so I was psychotherapist and yeah. Gloria, my black Labrador, she became a, a co-therapist, so a therapy dog. And I went to an animal psychotherapist who educated her. And then she told me, hey, we have just this weekend animal communication workshops. Would you love to come with Gloria mm -hmm. to my to the animal workshops, communication workshops? And I did. I only visited two two and I realized like hey that's actually what I'm doing yes I got tools that's great but that's actually what I'm doing with my animal so when I was still because I lived those for a longer time in Switzerland I did it then with my friends uh, the, the animals in, in, in small I didn't talk about it and then I moved to Australia and there um, a German couple asked me like hey we left our cats in Germany we would like to know how they are and I said like I'm not sure if it works but give me the pictures of the cats and your questions and I will give it a try so I looked at the cats their pictures I spoke with them and they are now in Australia mm -hmm. because they said like what you told us that's 100% right and we know they need to come to Australia so they are now here and then another Belgium couple who had the cats in Belgium while they were already here they said like can you please tell our cats that they get vaccinations to come to us because they are so afraid so I did and the owner of the shelter she called Alice and Chris the owners the, the next night and she said I'm not sure what happened with your cats but otherwise they're screaming around and they wouldn't lay still and this time they were just relaxed and Everything was okay. And Alice was smiling, of course, because she knew why. And 
Els and Chris, they are media makers and they made then a, a free webpage for me and I had to go out. I actually right. do it, you know, because otherwise I would still have thought like, uh, shall I go? Can right. I do it? And then they, they actually pushed me out in the world. That so there I was. Beautiful story. <laughs> so at this moment, at this point, I think it would be nice for you to say what your website is. <laughs> you know, how, how can people find you? Yeah, so it is uh, three times a W, so www.animalconnect.com.au. Okay. okay, so yeah. it's the Australian site then, yes. .com.au. Yes. Exactly, yes. There will be a link also um, in the advertising for this radio show. So if you're yep. Coming in, you're listening to Animal Wisdom Stories with Miriam Thiel Alberts. And today we're talking to Christina Burki, animal communicator and psychotherapist. So do join us and um, <laughs> listen to what else we, we're talking about. Um, so, so this is this. So, you started when the, when the website came on, you started going out and you started doing yes. this professionally. Yes. Um, when you were communicating with Golden Arrow, was it last year or was it two years ago? I can't remember. Three years ago, yeah. I saw in 2015. I wait, no, I, I have it. It, was, yeah. it must have been two uh, years no, no. ago. Or oh, wait. Yeah, I have it. I have it. It's good that you <laughs> did. <laughs> it's yeah, you're right. It was even one year ago. Yeah. See this in, is, in, uh, in 2017. You're right. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I remember because um, my husband, we had just gotten married and he True. had moved, he had moved from, uh, from uh, Los Angeles, from America to Denmark, where I was living at yes. the time. And so becoming a family, that was the sort of um, the subject, you know, how can, True. you know, these three souls, horse, yes. me and my husband become one in a way becoming so a true. family so true i remember that you were doing a meditation with with golden arrow and um this is something that you have developed isn't it that you meditate yes. with the animal you're not yes. meditating kind of next to the animal but you're no. inviting the animal to meditate themselves is that how yes how it is? yeah it is actually the animal is is the one who tells me where he or she wants to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe I can quick start. I actually started with a horse where I realized I, I need to give this horse more as only my healing energy. He still feels not okay. So I then got the urge to tell him a story so he can start to feel better. So I asked him where he likes to be and he said at the beach. So I went with this horse at the beach. So in my visualization, mm -hmm. I told him, close your eyes. We are going now to the beach and your owner is also coming because his owner also had health issues. And when you like, you can go now into the ocean. So they went into the ocean and I saw dolphins swimming with them and 
they actually could let go of all the tension in the water and come back actually like regenerated and well and then laid out the beach and she laid her hand on his back and they actually had a wonderful relaxation and that was the end and I asked then the horse okay now come back in the here and now and he said no I, I want to stay there I love it there and then I realized hey this is not a story this is a meditation this right. is going really really deep so from that moment I realized horses are very open for meditations so I started to give more and more horses also golden arrow. And I remember so well, you were laying with golden arrow really very close your relationship. And then your husband came and you were all three together in, in, in a wonderful harmony. So that is really what the animal feels at that moment as well. Um, and then I thought like when horses are open for meditations, why not try it out with dogs and cats? So I did. And I bring in also that when I do a meditation that I ask the animal first, where do you want to be? So where do you want to lay? Maybe on the couch, maybe on the grass field or wherever they want to be. And then afterwards I go into a visualization. What would you like to see? Uh, and then it depends on what does the animal need at that moment. When there is a health issue, maybe bring in a sunstream, uh, what is actually just uh, focusing, let's say, on the liver to bring in their healing energy. Or mm -hmm. when there is a problem with a body or with an owner, bring them together in the meditation. So it is like the wish situation, what the animal needs it is like a paradise for the animal where the animal is in uh, and it's beautiful in the beginning i always ask the animal when you like to come out you can tell let me know and i don't ask this anymore <laughs> because <laughs> no animal wants to come out so i always tell the animals you can just when you like to come out you can move your your paws and or your hooves what what they uh, need to move and then take a deep breath and you are back in the here and now so it is actually bring the animal in the desired state they need to become or totally relaxed or become totally healthy or totally centered it, it looks you know I mean it looks it, it sounds so beautiful and I remember that when you had meditated with golden arrow that I could feel that energy i could feel the mm. relaxation and i could feel that something had shifted i mean i didn't know exactly what had shifted of but course. i could feel the change of the energy mm. what i was just wondering because um sometimes you can sit with an animal and when you meditate they sometimes follow you and they also you know like dogs sure. do that sometimes and cats like doing that what do you think is the difference between kind of meditating next to your animal or having this this meditation it's kind of you're doing this in your mind isn't it with the visualization and connecting with the animal and getting the feedback you know yes what is yes yeah, what is the difference um, maybe maybe what i didn't say till now and maybe you do the same before I start the communication, I actually connect with the universe. Mm -hmm. So all what I'm doing, I feel actually that I also get this connection 
uh, with the universe. And I feel when I do the meditation, I always do it at the end of the communication. Okay. Uh, since a while, short while, even this music. So I sent the music link to the owners so they can listen to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the more memories popping up. And it feels for me when I do the meditation at the end of the communication that it is like we go like a layer deeper. It's really going into the, you could nearly say soul level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when I imagine I would meditate beside my dogs, it would be wonderful. There would be also this relaxation, but it wouldn't go in this deep layer. Mm-hmm. It would be different, but it's also fine. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the animals in that sort of really relaxed state, when you, when you yep. take them into a meditation, do you think that they might be like answering your questions in a different way. I just got this, this feeling when you were tell, talking about it, that the difference is that, you know, when you do the communication, you get an answer, which is honest. Yes. But if you go into yes. the meditation, maybe you also access something that, you know, a subconscious level of, of the animal, something that is even deeper you bring me you bring me something i i didn't thought about it because it feels for me in the meditation maybe when i when i now feel is like they connect directly to the universe it's like they are like opening up and it's it's really it's sometimes nearly a holy energy around them okay. i could and i will try it and i will let you know i could start to maybe bring in a question what would fit to what is the goal of the meditation and feel what the resonance is and i can tell you i never did it (laughs) but that's yeah but that's good that's a good yeah that's an idea what i could bring in i actually i'm not sure if the listeners would be interested what i did i uh, wrote down a couple of steps that everyone could Mm -hmm. try out great uh, to do it at home because i think it's not something that only I can do. Actually, everyone could do it. So uh, I could wait short so everyone can get a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Hey, so a couple of steps. Um, start first with to relax deeply yourself. So mm-hmm. take some deep breaths. And then also let your animal relax. So what you said before, I would also look that my animal is nearby so that we are actually sitting close to each other. Mm-hmm. Then as owner, ask yourself, what does your animal need right now? Mm-hmm. Because that will be the focus for this meditation. Then what I always do also as communicator, tell your animal what you will do. So the animal knows what's going on. Okay. Because the, it's needed. Then feel where your animal would love to be, which pl- place actually to start the meditation. Mm-hmm. And that might be couch, bed, grass, field, ocean, beach. It can be wherever. It don't needs to be there. But because the meditation is like a paradise, the animal can be wherever he sh- she likes. Then close your eyes and bring your animal by visualization into this place and give your animal what it needs when it has let's say pain ease the pain away maybe with a sunstream Mm -hmm. or by walking into the ocean and the water takes away all the tension 
let your fantasy just go and explore. Really see it or feel how wonderful your animal now, right now feels and take your time. Don't rush it. I speak now quick so <laughs> because I know we have not enough time, but really take your time. And then maybe also when there is jealousy, bring in peace and harmony between your animal and the one he or she is jealous on. Let mm -hmm. your animal feel great with the other. And then intensify this feeling for your animal and bless your animal. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, stay there with your animal till you feel that your animal starts to move. Mm -hmm. When you need to get up shortly after the meditation as owner, stand up very slowly and bless your animal within the meditation so that the animal actually not gets disturbed when the owner has to go away. Mm -hmm. Really stand up slowly. So that is what the people, the audience, everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. and, that and, and amazing, yeah. actually. I'm going to have to try this. <laughs> I'm going to have to try this with uh, my dog and my cat and with Golden Arrow. So uh, Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Yes. really nice. You know what I was wondering? Um, have you, I mean, you do this after each communication. Basically, yes. for you, right. it's part of the uh, animal communication. Yes. Um, so maybe it's hard to answer my question. My question was, have you seen changes through this meditating um, with the animal? Because maybe sometimes it's, it's difficult for you to answer because you do the animal communication and the meditating together. So True. But what I, I remember from a horse, um, he actually was missing his partner so much and really had a huge trauma. Uh, and I started also with him only at the end uh, with the meditation. And his owner said that he stayed for the whole day in the meditation. Okay. She knew that I did it. So he didn't stand up. He was totally relaxed. And he actually suffered because she was killed. So he really oh. suffered from a big trauma after the meditation where he actually was like, I, I let them be together. He was healed. He was a changed horse. So he needed that actually being once together with her in the meditation. And that was a big change afterwards. So in a way to let go, to have yes. this, this yes. like, like celebrating. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Go that it, it has changed. Yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. Actually that, you know, obviously animals go through the same grieving same grieving oh, process yes. than um, humans do. So, um, so true. Yeah, so true. Yes, yeah. He was actually, uh, yeah, he was so sick that vets would have put him down. Oh, God. Two vets would have put him down. And thanks to, I, I did actually over three months communications. And afterwards, he was for 98%, he was healed because he could let go of his grief and trauma. Yeah. That is that is so beautiful and it's so amazing, I think. Because <laughs> it's still it's still kind of um we all can do it, but it's mm. still not talked about it so much. So this is why I love bringing these stories, you know, and yes um, and sharing these stories because you know it brings back the magic into into our lives True. in a way. And we do have the ability to create magic 
you know, if you want. So to. true. Uh, magic. Yes. Yes. With yes. animals and and nature and yourself. Yeah. And um, and change your life in a way. True. And true. I know that my animals, especially my horse, um, Golden Arrow, has changed my life because he mm. showed me the way to find my husband. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I know that sometimes, you know, they, they can be like smaller sort of aha moments or life changing mm. situations. Can you think of a situation where, situation where you met an animal that changed something in your life? Yes. Yes. I was last year, I gave a workshop in India and then I wanted to visit sanctuaries and I went in Jaipur, Udaipur in a sanctuary and I always wanted to meet a chicken because I didn't eat all meat, only chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got this chicken who actually was tame and she started to pick my arm. Okay. And I said like, and she wanted to put down and I said like you are mad with me isn't it and she said yes and I said like yeah I know that you know that I actually eat your brothers and sisters and she said yes yes I'm mad at you and then I said okay from today on I will promise you I don't eat any chicken or egg I promise you then at that moment she totally relaxed in my arm I have even pictures um, we were sitting in a chair and we did a meditation together and since that day, I never, ever have eaten any meat. And of course, also no chicken. But <laughs> that was so profound that she lives in India. I live yeah. in Australia. And she actually knows what I did. So it was amazing. That is, it's a beautiful story. Again, you know, I love these <laughs> stories. And I love how animals come into our lives at yes. the right moment. Because so I'm sure true. if you would have met that chicken at another moment, maybe, you know, you wouldn't have been that open to it. But something true. made you go there and, and guided you to, to meet, yeah. you know, have this encounter. And, yes. Um, when I was living in Denmark, I had a chicken. <laughs> I had one chicken that was yeah. living with other chickens there. Yes. But... I was healing, I was giving healing to a chicken that she was so sick, I thought she was going to die. She had lost all mm. her feathers yeah. and um, she wouldn't walk. She was just sitting there. And I thought, okay, we can't really, you know, we try it, you know, yeah. if, if the chicken dies, then, you know, that's okay. And if the chicken gets better, that's great, you know. So mm. I didn't have any expectations. Mm. And I gave the chicken a few times healing. And I communicated yep. with her and the chicken survived. I mean, the chicken really wow. looked like he was going to, she was going to die within hours. Yep. You know? Yes. And, um, and I was surprised by the wisdom of chickens. Mm. Of mm, exactly. Yeah. Pragmatic, down yep. to earth, very precise mm. kind of uh, mm. messaging and, and wisdom. So, so true. Yeah, so true. And and when I listen to you, maybe another time when you or the audience would be interested, I give also palliative guidance to yeah. animals in the last days in the process. And it's incredible what life wisdom is shared there. Right. It is like really profound. I, yeah. You know, we talked about this before. And yes, I do want you to come back and talk about that because it's such a big subject and it's so important. Yes. 
to sure. um, because this is like a situation where a lot of owners, a lot of humans are actually uh, pushed to their own limits. Because so true. You have to, a lot of times you have to make that decision when to kind of bring your animal to the vet and say, this is the you know time I decided that you should sure. die. And yeah. I think it's the hardest decision you can, mm. you have to make in your life. And True. it's, it's True. part of the responsibility taking on an animal to kind of know when that time has come. But, you know, as, as yeah. you said, and what you do is you bring in the animal into yes. that equation and you ask the animal when they the feel time. the time yes. has come. So, yeah. yes, I, I do mm. want to talk about that. And I think it's, it's a great, great, um, another uh, great episode. But, yeah. Um, I don't want to drag it into this because no, um, no, it would be it's a, too much. It would be too much. Of course, it it, it is a topic for itself. Absolutely, so, I agree. We will come back to that. And yes, um, what we will do now. So what I will do now is kind of thank everybody first and kind yeah. of close down the. Um, the talking part yes. so that people when they're driving on the on the highway they will know to turn off <laughs> because <laughs> what afterwards is that uh christina you will guide us into a uh, short meditation yes that we can all either do with ourselves or bring our animals into it or have the yeah. animals uh beside us and um we can enjoy that all together. And if you're yes. driving at the moment, do not participate in the <laughs> meditation. Not a good idea. But you can always come back when you're at home and listen to the meditation. So what I would like to do is thank you, Christina, for coming on the show today. It was lovely to talk to you. It was really nice. I learned a lot. I got a lot of insights for myself. It was so nice. I want to thank Buddy to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and thank you. For message. Well. And um, yeah. And it was lovely. So um, thank you very much, Christina. Yes. Thank, thank you for having me here. It was an honor and I loved it. And I will now, of course, give only a meditation in a nutshell because I know it's only short time. So it's not like the meditations that otherwise do, but I thought that you and the audience may experience what a meditation is. That sounds beautiful. So why don't Good. we just go into the more casual um, <laughs> time of the, uh, of the show. And um, I will just, you just guide us in the meditation and uh, we will just follow. So perfect, Christina. Thank you so much, Miriam. So I would actually ask you all to take a comfortable seat where you still can hear me well, or maybe you would like to lay down on the floor. When you feel okay, Close your eyes and take a couple of deep, deep breaths in and out through your nose till your belly expands as well and let go of all your tension. Just be. 
Imagine now that you are exactly at the place you want to be right now. Just feel and even explore the place. This can be your oasis where you always can nurture yourself. In this place, feel safe and comfortable and take a deep, deep breath. And see now that your own animal is coming to you. And when you don't have an own animal, see the animal you want to invite is coming right now to you. Open your arms and let your animal come to you and be with you. You two are now like one and you take together deep breaths in and out, in and out, in and out. From above, a wonderful sunshine stream is now coming and brings in joy and healing to your body. And you both fall in a deep relaxation. There is like around your bodies a bubble of light. You both experience right now a wonderful peace in your bodies. And your animal is going to lay beside you right now. And you both feel the Christmas energy around your bodies. Your bodies are getting like wrapped in wonderful smells and you feel the warmth of the candles and within your inner eye you see the Christmas tree and presents are there for you and of course also for your animal. A huge joy raises up in you and in your animal. You put your hand over the paw of your animal or maybe the hoof of your animal. You together are one. Please take your time when it feels right to come back in the here and now. It don't has to be right now. Thank your animal and start when you feel ready to come back in the here and now. Start to move your hands and feet and come back in your time and bring back your feeling of peace, joy and being one with your animal. At the end, I wish you all a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Special also for your animals. Give them happiness and a lot of focus during this time. Thank you so much, Christina. That was so lovely. And um, I'm saying goodbye and uh, we'll have you here again soon. Okay. Hopefully. So, thank you very much, Christina. Thank goodbye. you too, Miriam. Bye-bye.